we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with Armin to talk all things Beverly Hills. Yes, the ladies at Beach are still in Roma, or as you spell it backwards, amor. Um, and there was no more in this episode <laughs> because Denise Richards seems to hate every bitch. Um, and every bitch seems to hate Denise Richards, except for Garcelle and sometimes Dorit. Um, this episode pissed me off and made me happy. It gave me a little bit of best of both worlds. Um, okay, what pissed you I'm, off about it? And then what made you happy? Okay, well, I'm going to say Denise Richards for both answers. Ooh, that's fascinating. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I there's a lot of people who are, like, not team Denise. And I, you know I've been team Denise since the beginning. Since okay. the beginning of this, I have to say. All right. But... Do I think she's lying? Yes. But do I feel like this is all kind of bullshit and it shouldn't be happening because of the situation that she's going through? Yes. Do I feel like it's very calculated and frustrating? Yes. And I'll get into all of this and more on this episode. Um, <laughs> Wait. I have to just give a taste. Eddie, do you fully trust Brandy? No. Okay. Me neither. Me neither. And I don't fully trust Denise either, but I trust... Denise's intention more so than Brandy's is what I will say. It's just funny because Kyle and Teddy keep trotting out this line that Brandy never lies. Brandy never lies. But one interesting point I've seen made on Twitter is that Brandy brought up the Mauricio cheating rumors. Yeah. So So is that a lie? I mean, that's that's the big question. That's what I've seen as well. And it's like, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I say this literally for everything. I'm just really thinking about cake. I haven't had sugar in a while. I've been doing a no no sugar situation. So I'm thinking about having my cake and eating it too, um, which is what Kyle's doing with this Brandy argument. Yeah, you know, I just don't like, buy it. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it either. And I'm like, I'm with Garcelle where it's like, yeah, like Brandy, but like Denise is your friend and she's sitting right here. She's like, she's on a trip with you. Like, where the fuck is Brandy? I, sorry, I said the F word. I'm not supposed to do it on this podcast. That's a Patreon exclusive. <laughs> F-bombs are for um, Patreon only. <laughs> my swearings are for Patreon You only. do swear more on Patreon. I do. Because you have to pay for it. <laughs> You want the it's X the reverse, Eddie? It's the you reverse cookie jar, right? Like, instead of putting a dollar yeah. in the cookie jar, if you curse, every time you curse, you get a dollar. Yeah, no, I, I was going to go the other way. I was going to be like, it's like those channels, like the upgrade channels, like you're not supposed to get at like the hotel or like on your table where it's mm -hmm. like, it's like a, it's like a $5. Hey, you get a little bit more, wink, wink. Um, okay, so back to this whole situation in Rome. So the morning after the big fight last episode, um, we have the ladies that are going to split up. So Kyle, Teddy, and Lisa are supposed to go on these like Vespa sidecars touring the city. And then you have Denise, Garcelle, and Sutton going to the Vatican to try to like go to church. Oh, and Erica as well. They're going to try to go to church. Lisa ends up bailing on the trip with Teddy and Kyle to go with, to, well, 
Dorit and Kyle, right? Bumps, <clears throat> yeah, Dorit and Kyle. Teddy's getting, Teddy like stays back and then gets like a massage and stuff or whatever with Erica as well. But Lisa like talks to Denise. They have like a one-on-one where basically Denise is like, in a nutshell, does not trust Lisa as a friend anymore. And she's like, I don't know who this person is. If I was your friend, I would have been defending you over all these women. The fact that you piled on and were like making accusations, this isn't you. And it feels like you're not being a friend. Like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just very like hurt and disappointed that someone I care about would treat me this way, which is the truth. Like, and I mean, do we believe Lisa's tears? Like, I love Lisa Renna, don't get me wrong, but like, I know the exact move she did to get those fake tears rolling. Like I, I had the same, you know, technique when I wanted to fake cry. I do believe towards the end when she goes, something's wrong with me and she starts crying like a deeper cry. I feel like that was real, but it was only because she was like, something is wrong with me. Like I am broken, which was a real emotion. I don't think she really feels upset about the Denise situation, to be honest. Um, because she knows her part in the show. She knows the role she has to play. And she expects Denise to know it as well. Um, or maybe she feels upset about how those deeper issues are manifesting in probably a multitude of areas, but one of them being her relationship with Denise. Aren't they longtime friends? They're very longtime friends. They are, then that's the thing is like, I feel like it's, this is going to sound so crazy, but. Denise isn't playing by, she doesn't want to play by the rules. She doesn't want to do this thing that they're all trying to do to her because she knows how it ends because everyone's watched the show. And she's kind of like being like, this is bullshit in a nutshell. Like, I, this is stupid. Um, my family's at risk. And her kind of fighting back and kind of bringing all this legal stuff in it. I almost feel like Lisa's jealous. Like Lisa Brennan's jealous. Like she's like, when I joined the show, I had the same kind of caliber of star as Denise Richards, but I had to fit the, the format. I had to fit the fold. And now I'm like playing the game. Why can't she do it too? Why do I, why did I have to, you know, not be Lisa Renna in her fullness? I feel like maybe, you know, she feels I'm tamed. I know I just read the Glennon Doyle book, Untamed. So I'm just like, everything is through that frame. But I feel like everything is either whole... tamed or untamed. It's a well, binary. No it's, the, no, it's the idea of like, wouldn't it be nice? Like, she's basically saying, like, she's upset because she's like, wouldn't it be nice to be Denise and not have to play by these rules and be able to fight back against these ladies and not have to be part of this group, group mentality? You but know I what I mean? Denise feels constrained by the rules too. I think, I, no, in a I, way, I like that she is a little bit breaking the mold, no doubt about it. I mean, come on. Look at the history of this show, yeah. recent history of this show. You don't see fighting back quite like this. Yeah, and, and, and not from a, this big of a star is what I'm trying to say. Like, you wouldn't see, like, Kyle Richards or, like, you know what I mean? Like, or, I don't know, like, Elisa Vanderpump or something. Like, Denise Richards is a big freaking name. Like, she's a big oh, yeah, deal. Like, for sure. you know what I mean? Like, you could see, like, a... I don't know, like a Brandy or like a Catherine Edwards or something or someone, you know, someone small fighting back. Like that doesn't have the name. Even Yolanda, like she was nobody. But like Denise Richards is a name like Lisa Renna. You know what I mean? Oh, bigger. Bigger. Exactly. Bigger than Lisa Renna. So it's very like out of place for her to be like, no, I'm calling bullshit on the show and I'm the most notable person on the show. You know what I mean? It's weird. It's kind of. It's kind of eerie. Like, is it all going to work? I mean, Lisa already has the tweet about, like, I guess cease and desist work. That reunion was bullshit. You know, I feel like she's really, truly mad at Denise. Oh, yeah. I think 
they don't like when the show gets obstructed. I think they're even thinking like producers in a way where they want the show to still be captivating. Yeah. And when a Vanderpump doesn't film for half the season or a Denise Richards sends out a cease and desist or whatever, I still don't know the details about that, to be honest. You may have to bring me up to speed on that. But I think they consciously think, now it's not the show is not going to be as good as it could have been. Yeah. And I do think that has been an issue with BH in recent years. They can't push the boundaries without there being this pushback exactly. that then actually hurts the show overall because in the end you need people to film together, you need to be able to talk about things. And if it's, it's not It's starting a precedent with Lisa Vanderpump with this, it's starting this like blockage of you know, and it's like I don't know. I think it's all stupid. But there was this culture of editorializing and self-producing that I think was much more rampant. Obviously, every cast member on every single one of these shows, Housewives or otherwise, self-produces to some extent. But in BH, it's so much more rampant. And it really does impact the lengths the show can go in terms of really going into their true life. I think what happened was there was this implicit understanding, right? There was this social contract of sorts amongst the cast members for years. We're not going to touch the lawsuits. We're not going to touch the cheating. We don't go yeah. there. It Kyle got... even says that. You need to bring up the stuff. And... Right. Kyle explicitly said it in last year's reunion. Like, we don't talk about that stuff. And Andy's like, well, why are you on the show? And, and Kyle's like, Andy, that's what you like to do. You like to bring up people's dirt. That's not what we do. Well, and it's like, also... Kyle, this episode goes, well, like, when stuff like this happens, we need to talk about it. Like, we need to bring it up. And then Denise is like, no, you don't. Kyle was one of the pioneers of the, of creating and establishing this culture. Yeah. Right? So, She's I don't fighting know. back. I don't know if it's because of the depths that BH went in terms of uncovering shit. Like, from what happened with Taylor to the Munchausen's thing. Maybe it got too ugly that the course correct has now veered so much in the opposite direction that now we don't talk about anything. We can't talk about anything. I don't know. Yeah. This is kind of a tangent. Um, but I, I do think that that's a factor. And I think maybe that's a part of what Lisa Rinna was feeling. I do think you're onto something with Rinna, though. But I think what we saw in her conversation with Kyle and Dorit was more informative. And I don't know if you drew anything from that conversation, but I think there was a big tell there. Oh, when she walks into the room after they're done with their Vespa thing and she's like, oh, they were like, where were you? Where were you? Which they totally knew where she was, by the way. Um, and she was like, oh, I got caught up. Well, and she walked in like something happened, something happened. And they're yeah. like, wait, are you OK? Is everything OK? And she's like, something happened, something happened. And she's like, wait, they're like, wait, first, is, that, is everything OK? She's like, yeah, yeah, everything's OK. But I think that whole conversation was just code for, I think we're producing too much. If you remember, wow. Lisa's whole thing was, I think I got too involved with Denise. I think I'm pushing and prodding too much. Like I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what she was saying. And yeah. at the end, she says something like, I think I just got to let things flow. Yeah. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but that's basically what she was saying. And to me, that whole conversation was code for, guys, let's not produce so much. Let's not villainize specific cast members each season and target them, which exactly we, I think, 
correctly pointed out is the MO of BH. And I think Rinda kind of had a realization. I think that's why she was crying. See, I didn't even get that from that scene, but I totally, I totally, 100%, I think you're right. I think it was coded like, hey, let's course correct really quick. Let's get things back on track because clearly people aren't happy. Um, and I don't know if we're getting a good show out of it. Uh, I think that's a part of it too. I don't know. Um, yeah, and then this is the part that like, this the whole Denise thing when we're at the dinner and she is like not gonna like not gonna stay at the dinner but she like has this whole she doesn't want to talk about the situation but she has this like whole big speech about how she feels and about the mean girls which I right when she said it I was like that is so coded and pointed by using the term mean girls to this group of ladies after what they endured on Twitter from the LVP gang last season is just, she knew exactly what point she was hitting, but then just to be like, I'm going to leave and then not leave and then come back. Like I just, it was just all, it was just, I loved it and I hated it. It gave me, like I said, the best of both worlds because I was so frustrated and annoyed with Denise. But at the same time, I was like, I love her for coming back. And I love that she's like actually going to maybe play this game. Did Garcelle leave because she was upset at the rest of the cast for how they were treating Denise? Part of me, yes. Part of me feels like Garcelle realized that without Denise on the trip, without Denise there, she's alone in the sea of ladies. Because who else does she really have besides Sutton, kind of, which she just started to have a relationship with? She's closest with Denise. And with Denise gone, leaving Italy, she's all by herself. And I think she was real. I think. I I can't even talk. I think she was realizing, like, you know, I am kind of alone. And I, I feel bad that all these ladies are picking on her. And, you know, maybe I'm next. I love, though, that BH has broken through the fourth wall, fully demolished it, bulldozed it. percent I love that kind of behind-the-scenes content. I want to get more of it. I don't think it diminishes the experience of watching reality TV at all. At all. It enhances it. Yes, I think it makes it that much more real because if it's going to be real, real, then show us the production behind it a little bit, right? Like, I don't want to yeah. see the crew all the time. I don't want to see the producers there miking them up or whatever they do all the time. No. Um, but in pivotal moments, I think it, it could really enhance, as you said, the scene. I mean, I love, I love the whole idea of kind of having the two stories going at once where it's like real time and the show time. Um, and kind of seeing and breaking that wall within the show and then outside again in the confessionals. I love, I love when they double break too. We've been seeing that a lot more uh, because it shows the production within the production. Uh, But beyond all of that, I mean. Because Denise is not coming back to that table. If the producer doesn't say, Hey, you should give them a chance to respond to what you had to say. And I think it would be better for you. And, and I, I, I feel like th- they're trying to, like, do this more because I think people are more excited about it. Like, I feel like we wouldn't have seen what this producer pre-quarantine. I feel like they would have not put added mm-hmm. this scene in at all. Do you think? I don't think they would have. I feel like we're getting more of, like, I think with the at-home confessionals, I think with people's, you know, the more interest in, like, the production of the people, I feel like this is kind of, like, we're kind of seeing a new wave, maybe. Because all of these, all of these were edited during quarantine. True, uh, but we were getting major break the fourth wall moments before quarantine, like with New Jersey last season. True. 
when you know Teresa flipped out over being exposed, and she's like, "Okay, this better not go on camera. Like this, yeah. this is being cut, whatever." And Melissa says, "Well, I think they're going to show it." Very similar to Bravo, 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 right? I think it's just coincidental okay. that quarantine happened and we're getting this sort of content. I think what we're really seeing is Bravo trying to avoid the content becoming stale. And if you think about it, you know, some of these franchises are in their 14th season. A lot of them have hit double-digit seasons. Roni, BH, Atlanta, OC. And they don't want it to get stale. So they, they thought to themselves, I think, a couple years ago, how can we freshen this up a bit? How can we take the next step, evolve the content, take it in a little bit of a new direction, but obviously, you know, still still keep the pillars of what made it great. Yeah. This is an easy change. It's an easy change, but it feels game changing. Yes. Yes. So I like that. I, I like love that. It. What else do we need to talk about? Because talk about the Garcelle Rinna thing. You know, I had a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts about. Um, so when Garcelle brought up Amelia's weight and eating disorder in regards to Lisa's videos, I immediately got defensive mm-hmm. and upset because, like Teddy said, it's not like just to put that on Rena, to put that on Amelia, to put that on the disorder, I feel like it's very casual and very, I don't know, it was, it was kind of, it was not a great step for Garcelle. And Amelia even came out after and she said something on Instagram because Lisa Renna posted a video of Amelia dancing and like, you know, workout clothes, the tambourine and said, I think she's thriving, hashtag thriving, at Amelia Gray, hashtag mother of the year. And Amelia commented, my question is, why would your dancing videos make me quote unquote feel bad? Who was she trying to body shame? Am I fat? Why would that make me sad? Body shaming is real and not okay. You can call my mom too skinny or me too skinny, but if we called you too big, honey, it's the same thing. And I feel like that 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 argument is tough because calling someone as someone who's been called very skinny my entire life, I will never ever understand what it is called what it's like to be called too fat or too big. And I will never understand that experience. But I do understand the experience of body shame. In my sense, when people would say, oh, my gosh, you could look like you could, like, have a cheeseburger or two. Or, you know, as I was going through my own personal journey and, you know, with my disordered eating, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to see people like it's nice to see that Teddy called her out on it because I feel like Teddy was very wise in the situation as someone who also has dealt with disordered eating and an eating disorder um, with it's kind of like, be careful what you say, because you could be like thinking that you were making a great point in the situation at the time, but you don't understand how certain words and, and contexts can affect people and their situation as a whole, or what your words might bring into context for them. Like the whole idea is like, well, why would Amelia feel bad that her mom was dancing on Instagram? Does Amelia think she's fat? Well, no, Amelia has an eating disorder, but it's for other reason. And it's not because of her mom, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's so many other layers to it. Um, You're right. Like, maybe Garcelle should have chosen her words more wisely type yeah. thing. Yeah. I think was, what Garcelle meant to things. say was that. Do you think that Amelia's eating disorder could have been influenced by the unrealistic body expectations that you set? 
feel bad, I guess, was a poor euphemism, right? I mean, yes, but at the same time, it's like, it's like, yeah, it could be, but it could be from her mom. It could be from what she watches on TV. It could have been from a movie that you were in, you know, Garcelle. It could be from the magazine you read. It could be from her best friend. But you know what I like about Garcelle is that she's willing to have these uncomfortable conversations on this show. We can't forget the context on this show where Amelia and Lisa Rinna both made a conscious choice to make, you know, Amelia's struggles you know a part of the narrative so 100%. she's doing a follow-up on it and teddy did say and i thought teddy was right your environment plays a role and mm-hmm. in our environment we have unrealistic body expectations set for us in magazines mm-hmm. television film but she also mentioned your parents at home could play a role too everyone you know, is a mix of their entire circumstances right and then of course if we keep going through the logical progression you spend more time with your parents than anybody else in the world as a child. You have more interactions with your parents than any magazine or TV show or movie or billboard or whatever. And look, I'm not saying Garcella was in the right or if it was like particularly tactful. And maybe she was a little out of line. Um, but, you know, the whole conversation around unrealistic body standards is a fair one to have. And I, I think it is a fair one to have, but I feel like that's a conversation that she should have had with Amelia present as well, because if we're talking about Amelia's body issues, it shouldn't be brought up to Lisa Renna directly. Um, and I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. I love Garcelle, and I do, I'm glad she's bringing up things, but I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, I, like the way that even was phrased, like that would mean like if, you know, with my disordered eating, that would mean that it, uh, my parents had a direct effect on me in some way. And I don't, I don't believe that's true. You know, there was some factors, obviously, in my environment and upbringing, but I would never blame my parents. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. And it's, it's you know, you have to be understand what you're saying and you have to understand that everyone's, everyone's journey and everyone's situation is a little bit different. And why, while it might have been influenced by Lisa Renna, that's also a very unfair thing to say and just generalize. You know what I mean? Right. I think it's, I think it's not a generalization, right? Because yeah. Lisa Renna is it so is specifically... Rinna. Yeah, but uh, also yeah. Lisa Rinna's right. been dancing on Instagram after this whole thing came out. You know what I mean? And it's, you know, and I don't think Lisa would do anything with that would make her daughter feel uncomfortable. I feel like they've been very attuned to everything that Amelia's been going through. Even so far as, like, Harry basically, like, being, like, a martyr when he was trying to make her dinner. You know what I mean? Like, they, they step over boundaries. I don't know. I just... I feel like it, uh, Garcelle, Garcelle. It's not a place I would way, go personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, more broadly, I, I think unrealistic b- body expectations are very are, prevalent, especially in Beverly Hills in Los Angeles and California. And it's undoubtedly been uh, impactful in, in how people have perceived their own bodies and large increase. Just in general, I think in sort of that body dysmorphia, what role Lisa Rinna played in her daughter's life when it comes to that sort of stuff, who the heck knows? Um, and who the heck cares? Because that's not like, at, that's, a, that's no one should care about that because that's Amelia's journey and that's what she's working through. But moving forward. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm glad that Rome's done. Is it I over mean, fully? Are we finally I, out of Rome? I think we're going to be out of Rome. I, Beverly Hills. We know we, what do we have next? I think they're out of Rome. From next Rome next, to so Buca de Beppo. Buca de Beppo. Yeah. What is that? An olive garden? Um, <laughs> is that like an olive garden? Um, I've actually, I've actually never been to an olive garden and I've only been to Buca de Beppo. Also, I have beef with Buca de Beppo, by the way, Dorit ring ring. Um, I was on Postmates and I was trying to find like a good new pizza place. And I was like, Hmm, where should I order pizza from? 
And there's a place called Mod Pizza. So I was like, I'll order Mod Pizza. I ordered Mod Pizza. It was freaking Buca de Beppo pizza that was like white flour gross. It was disgusting. Sorry, Buca de Beppo. Dorit yeah, better reimburse canceled. you. Um, yeah, so we're going to get the baby shower. I'm excited to talk about that. I'm sure things will get better. But I think we mentioned it all for Beverly Hills. They don't mention it, but we do. We mention it all. Guys, if you want to make sure you catch up on all of our podcasts, please make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys are on social media, we are too. It's at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. I mean, you want to let them know about our Patreon, which we kind of talked about, I think, a little bit. Yeah. Subscribe to our Patreon. Support us there at patreon.com backslash Hot and bravo uh, We have so many bonus episodes on there. Uh, we do a recurring series called Bravo Battles on there, which is a lot of fun. We just launched it, but we have more coming up. Uh, and So fun. We got lots more coming up. A weekly episode exclusive to Patreon. So support us on there. Get access to those bonus episodes and also get access to our mailbag where you can ask us uh, questions. So The mailbag, we need questions. You better ask them. Yeah, if we're not talking about what you want us to talk about, well, that's your chance to get us to answer uh, your questions so we can answer it all as well as mention it all. And if you guys want to follow me, I'm going to plug myself. It's at Eddie underscore Estrada on all the social medias. Um, And we will see you and our ladies of diamonds next week.